we're going to be talking about the fruits of the Spirit, uh, which um, are love, joy, peace, patience. Sorry, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. These are the fruits of the Spirit. When you look um, at the entire section right there, it begins talking about what you see that's... Um, you can find those who are not in Christ. The first thing I want to just give you background on before I get to that slide is that when Paul is writing this book of Galatians, he's writing to a group of people who are in a debate. Should we be following the Jewish customs and the Jewish law, or, or, or do we have this freedom in Christ that we don't have to follow those laws? So Paul is addressing those different things, and he gets to this point where he wants to tell you there are some fruits that you should be bearing in Christ. And my question to you, what type of tree are you? A lot of times people say you cannot judge a book by its cover. That's possible. But you can judge a tree by its fruit. Bottom line, you would never have an orange tree be an apple tree. Never. Can't happen. Won't happen. Has not happened. You can judge a tree by its fruit. What type of fruit are you producing? What type of fruit are you producing? And so when we get into this study, we're going to break it out into, uh, this is going to be about seven weeks. We're going to go all the way to at least Mother's Day with this, in which we're going to talk about the, the fruits of motherhood even. And so what we have, we call the inward group is first. Love, joy, and peace, those are the things that are inside outwardly, that long-suffering, i.e., we say patience, gentleness, i.e., kindness, and goodness. And then we get to that Godward group, that thing that you really need God in, that faithfulness, that meekness, that humbleness, and then the last thing, self-control. And so, fruit is always a product of growth. If you're not going to have fruit, if there's no growth, you can't have a dead tree give fruit. You can't have a, free, a tree that should be cut down for just a chopped wood if it's still bearing fruit. That's, that doesn't make uh, sense. You have to have a tree that's alive to give fruit. Fruit is also, as it says here, fruit is uh, an ovary of a flower. Those are things that are edible and it's going to give also seeds. Fruit is going to bear more fruit. When you pick off an apple tree, there's some seed in there where you can lay and build some more apple trees off that fruit. That fruit is going to be able to then reproduce some other things. Now, the question that we have in a nice little fruit section, sweet fruit, that natural sugar. Uh, the truth is, what type of tree are you? Are you a fruit tree or are you a firewood tree? This is the difference. As you see here, the fruit tree has much fruit to bear. The firewood tree is dead. It's only good for fire. It says in Matthew 10, and now also the axe is laid uh, unto the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which brings not good fruit is hung down and cast into the fire. What type, I'm keep going back to this, what type, because I want you to examine yourself, what type of fruit are you bearing? And this is really an introduction to our whole series of under construction. But what type of fruit 
are you bearing right now? Is it a fruit that's only for yourself? Is it a fruit that you are just wanting things for yourself? We're talking about the house. We're talking about the car. We're talking about, even when sometimes we're talking about getting out of debt. We can put all that stuff before God's business. Is the fruit that you're trying to bear, is your tree a Christian tree? Is it a tree that's honoring God or is it a tree for self? You know, you can even have some trees that it's a community tree. Everybody's going to benefit from this tree. This is a godly tree. Everybody should benefit from your tree. But we also got some trees in our backyard that's up by the eight-foot fence that I dare anybody get back there. We're going to get that gun down like, I bet you better move because that's my peach tree. And you're going to shoot them, them uh, crows off because that's my peach tree. It's only for me. Do you have a tree that's just for yourself? Or is your tree beneficial to others? And not by accident, but by intention. Is your life that you're living a life that's intentional to others that you're trying to be that salt and light to others? Or is it one of those things, well, I mean, people know Christ because of me. That, it happens sometimes. See, this is the thing. Many times we get in this relationship with Christ and we just like, it's all about us. How I'm going to give myself away and I want to love the Lord for me and that's it. And God says, that's not the reason why I solely saved you. I didn't save you just so you could be just for your own self. I saved you so then you can cast out the net and cast other fish. So you can cast out the net and catch other men. So you can cast out the net and save your family. So you can cast out the net, save your neighbors. Many of us, including myself, do we know our neighbors? You know, there used to be a time and day where everybody knew everybody on the block. Amen? We've allowed ourselves to get caught up in so much fear that we won't know anybody. We ain't going to talk to anybody. So think about that. I want you to think about this. Satan is always on his job. The more disconnected we are, the less likely we're going to share Christ. You know, we're going to easily send a text or a Facebook message. But if I, would I walk up to somebody, hey, Shannon, how you doing? And this thing, you don't have to go full out, do you believe in Jesus Christ? Well, Romans 3.23, you don't have to do that part. You could simply say, you got a church home? Or uh, my favorite question, how you and Jesus doing? They can give you an honest answer. Well, me and him doing good. For real? When last time you been in church? Well, and a lot of times it's going to be well. But because we're so disconnected, we don't get in those personal conversations anymore. The grocery store is not like the grocery store back in the day, is it? Where you bumped into your neighbor. You went to the neighborhood store. Now we all at the Walmart. We got all kind of folk, and we don't want to talk to anybody. Like, excuse me. That's the only time we speak to somebody. Excuse me. Or to the greeter, hello, hello. And we like, I don't want to talk to you. Or to the cashier. How many of us know our cashier at the grocery store that we go to? Wasn't it back in the day you knew who your cashier was? Wasn't it back in the day, if you got gas, you know, back in the day, uh, I barely remember it, but you had, everybody had full service. You can pump your own gas. Think how disconnected we have become. Where we won't, there are relationships that you get dumped through a text. 
That's some cold-blooded stuff. Uh, LOL. I think I didn't think is T-L-H-K. We, uh, W, break, B-R, up. You, don't even pull out, don't even make a full sentence anymore. We are so disconnected. So disconnected. And saying like, I love this disconnection. Because I'm taking away chances and opportunity for you to show your fruit, show your light, show your salt to others. And then when one pastor said, we have always been on the cutting edge as a church. We were there when the radio ministry was out. We were hitting it. We were there at the TV. Billy Graham benefited greatly from the TV. We were there when the stadiums, Billy Graham, uh, the stadiums, Martin Luther King Jr. benefited from the TV. We always benefited. You had these TV evangelists, but now we're in a disconnected age and we're struggling. How did we do Twitter? How are we on the Facebook? How are we on the YouTube? And we're struggling because we have a disconnected thing because now we really have to be intentional. Radio message, you can put that out one time and hopefully it's going to get around. TV is the same thing. But with Twitter, with Facebook, with YouTube, with all these different things, you have to be on the grind all the time. Because with Twitter, they don't care that you tweeted an hour ago. They want you to keep tweeting. I am at church. Church is going well. We have great worship. Get myself away. He's up on the preaching. That's how Twitter works. How many of us want to keep up, up that up? But the world is keeping theirs up. Okay? YouTube. How many of y'all seen the Christian vi the videos go viral? Million hits. Rarely. We want to see the, the Gunga style. You know, I don't want to do the dance. We're going to do the Gunga style. What I'm trying to tell you, that God is saying, and at this moment in 2013, we have to be so more intentional because we're in this Walmart age of everything's going to be big. It's for your convenience, but I'm going to disconnect you. And God's saying, I need you to be intentional. I need you to go to the same cashier for at least a month and, and have a relationship. I, at Albertsons, because I go Walmart and Albertsons got Monopoly. Trying to win it. But anyway, that's here or there. Y'all got some tickets, y'all bringing my way. Anyway, I'm too away from the million. Anyway, we're going to be blessed. Uh, I go to the same cashier. And when we go to Luby's, I go to the same Luby's. And this is the thing. I go to the same Luby's. I have three people who serve me. Even my wife yesterday was saying, you know, the white people want them. We don't like them. I said, Kelly. It is not that. These folks taking our trays. First of all, I try to tip well. See, that's intentional. Don't give a dollar. Intentional. You got to get, you talking about give yourself away? You got to give yourself to the opportunity. Talking about fruits. I try to, it's lubies. I know they're not hourly or, or on the $2 thing like many waitresses, but I try to be intentional. And then on my receipt, I try to now put, uh, check out victorydallas.org. They don't even know it's Christian. They're going to just check it out. This is my thing. And don't give a bad tip like that preacher did back a couple months ago and got embarrassed. I ain't got to get no tip. Don't do that stuff because God's saying we got to rise above 
what the world standard is. Our fruit is not their fruit. Our fruit, will we bear on our tree that love, that joy, that peace, that patience, it goes beyond what they require. We have to be what we got to be. And this is the thing. God said, it's not your strength. It's my strength. Because if you rely on your own, you're going to get weak. Am I, am I right? Because you're going to get some bad service. Am I right? Because there's some folks that don't want to really serve us, right? Am I, am I right? Somewhat, they may be racist. Somewhat, because some of us, as African Americans, do not tip well. Some of us put tip, get a new job, you know, that kind of ugly stuff. And we, we have a bad stereotype out there that African Americans don't tip well. I hate to go with folks that don't want to tip well. You got to tip well. And now I'm paying for their tip too. But this is my whole thing. Be intentional. Be intentional. And so we have four degrees of fruit production. John 15, 2 says, you got the first level, you don't have any fruit. You don't have any fruit. And when we're talking about, we're talking about this Christian fruit because you can bear some ugly fruit. Can't you bear some rotten fruit? Fruit that's some, some nasty stuff that it looks good on the outside, but really on the inside it's full of worms. I got anybody from the country where, where isn't, wasn't some peach trees look good, but were full of some other stuff? Full of worms. And, and you might not know it's full of worms until you what? Open it up. And if you want to get too greedy, you might have some what? Okay. You know where we're going right there. So you got to look at the fruit. And you're going to have to open it up. Amen. Some of us get ready to bite in some fruit. And then we get a, a shock of our life. Oh, my Lord, I can't, oh, can't believe this happened. How did this get up in here? And so we have where you don't bear any Christian fruit. Then we got the second level. You bear, you bear some fruit. You got a couple apples. Right now, uh, you can ask my, my dad and my uncle Moe's. I'm trying to work on this grass. Especially my, my children's birthday coming up. I'm trying to work on this grass. And this grass is giving me a headache. Where now I'm like, we might just need to just put some more stones out here. Because why? On this grass, the shade, this great tree, shades this grass. So it's hard for it to grow. See, it needs light and water to truly grow right. Many of us are in the shade of our life. We are in the shade of sin. And we're wondering, why are things not growing in our life? You got some shade in your life that's destroying the growth that you should be having. You have some shade of anger. You got some shade of immorality. Let's just bring, bring it real down. You got some shade of drunkenness. You got some shade of hatred. You got some shade of adultery. You got some shade of fornication. You got some shade of just jacking up your temple. You got some shade of gluttony. You got some shade going on. And you wonder why you're not growing because you know what? God is saying I need you to get to the light because you're in the shade of sin but you need to be in the light of my son and the water is going to be that word I looked at the, my dirt I said man it's been raining all this week why now it look like it's about to crack up it's been raining all this week why because I got continually water this ground 
We can't read our Bible on Sunday and think that was good enough for the week. Do you think Satan misses church? Do you think Satan misses Monday at work? Do you think Satan misses Monday when you get off of work? He at the house before you got to the house. Do you think he's not back at your job on Tuesday? Then he at your lunch break? He at he in the car with you to work? He at the car when you leaving work? He not omnipresent. Now I, I wanna give y'all that message. He not all powerful. I don't wanna give you that message. Well, I want you to understand, he always on his job. Because before you got in that car, you know you hate this job. I sure do hate this job. I wish I didn't have to go to this job, da 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 da. I, da, da. You know what? These people don't even know how to treat me right. Your husband ain't about nothing. You know what? I wish you would get up and do something about yourself. You ain't done nothing yet. Da 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 da. Your kids doing some more mess. You know what? Y'all doing some more mess up in here? I'll tell you why I knock y'all out. That's all Satan is doing. He ain't forcing your hand to go slap nobody inside the head. He has never pulled a trigger. He ain't never stabbed nobody. He just says, you just stabbed the mess out of them. You know, I'm going to stab the mess at you. You should shoot up that school. I'm going I'm to shoot everybody in school up. But you have a choice. He never has pulled a trigger. He never ate that fruit in the Garden of Eden. He has never had his hands. And this is when, in, in, in the law, the best criminals are the ones they never had their hands on the, on the dirty merchandise. They're the hardest one. It's a big time drug dealer in Dallas. And he's an old man. Old man. And the city of Dallas ain't never been able to touch him. Why? Because he never has his hand on all of it. He's the, he the biggest one. He, and he is wealthy. And he ain't never been caught. Why? His hand never been up in the stuff. He five, ten down from him. And they had to take the rap, the other ten, not him. That what Satan does. His hand never gonna say, he never gonna be in the bedroom doing the do, cheating. He gonna say, don't she look good? Your wife don't do nothing. You need to go holler at her. Huh. Take that ring off. Huh. Come on now. You know what's going down, brother. You the man. That's what Satan does. Make you feel good. And when it's all done, he don't say nothing to you. Not the Holy Spirit like, what you do? You feeling horrible. He was talking to you while Satan was talking to you. You like, hush, hush. I do look good today. Hush, hush. She ain't doing nothing. Hush, hush. Because we don't want to hear our fruits. We don't want to hear the tree that we've been working on. We, and this is the thing. You can be in your garden on Sunday through Thursday. But understand, if the storm comes Friday, you cannot then abandon your garden. You got to get back out to your garden and then replow and then reseed and then water again. But what we do many times when a storm hits, we like forget it. I ain't going back to church again. I ain't going to do this no more. We give up. And God is saying, if we want to bear fruit, I need you to 
come in. If you want to bear more fruit and much fruit, you got to water and be in the light of my son constantly. And understand, Satan is going to be at you, but you can't ignore my Holy Spirit. You got to say, when he's saying, won't you just leave her? She ain't done nothing. She just stressed you out. Leave her. You got to listen to the Holy Spirit. God says, what, what I put together, no man can put us under. God says, you're going through the storm, but I am with you. God is saying, I am a shelter. God is saying, I am built you for this. I have built you to go through this. I'm going to show you the light on the other end, but I'm with you in the midnight hour. I am giving you comfort. I am your rod and your staff in this valley of shadow of death. I am with you. I'm your shepherd. I'm preparing a table before you. I'm doing it. You got to listen to that. Until Satan, huh, like Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. You got to say that many times. Get behind me, Satan. And then what God says, I have put an escape to all temptation. But the escape rule is always going to be through me. It's never going to be your strength. Because there's some buttons out here that we all got. Amen? Amen. There's some folks that we saw right here, right now. You weren't even though you were in church. Amen? But God says this, I got an escape route for you. I do, through my son, Jesus Christ. So if you want to bear, and this is the thing, fruit production is a process. You can't go and do this stuff by accident. You want to see those award-winning gardens, the ones that's in the uh, home and garden? They were very intentional. It's not by accident. God wants us to go through this process. And then this is the thing. You need to have a plan. But you don't need to create the plan. Because he said in Jeremiah 29, 11, I have a plan for you. All you got to do is seek after me. And then we got to understand what we sow is what we're going to reap. What are you sowing right now? Are you sowing doubt? Are you sowing fear? Are you sowing mistrust of God? Are you sowing the depression that you may be in? What are you sowing? Or are you sowing, I know I'm going through, but I know my God's got my back. What are you sowing today? Because what you are sowing today is going to then produce in some fruits. If I'm out here chasing after all kinds of skirts, understand I'm going to start reaping some stuff soon. Y'all start seeing some women up here coming with full bellies? And I hear the baby daddy. Oh! Wouldn't that be something? Have you ever seen cheetahs? And then they come up in there, and the man always looking shocked. He should not be in shock, should he? He was sowing some things that now he's reaping. When you've been always late to your job, and the work party been looking bad, and then you get called in office, uh, we're going to have to let you go. You were sowing some things to get fired. When it's some things in your life, when you've been talking nasty to everybody, and when you're going through, you can't call anybody, you sowed that loneliness because you've been ugly to everybody. I want you to understand, what we sow is what we're going to reap. And so once again, as we end, where are you? Are you at the no fruit stage? It's all right to be there. Because you, you got to know where you are in Christ. You got to be real. 
Because too many times we lie to ourselves and we just get in a bigger, a bigger, deeper hole. Where are you in Christ? That's the most important thing. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your pro savior, you don't have any Christian fruit. You are not a Christian tree. If you are backslidden and you are on the other side, people don't even know if you are a Christian or not, you more likely haven't had any fruit in a long time. Okay, now we can make the step forward. You know where you are. If you say, I bear some fruit, I got a little fruit, I got a couple apples. Are you allowing God to prune yourself? Because sometimes you got to prune the tree so the tree can grow. Some of us are refusing the pruning process. Some of us are refusing the process that God is trying to go and put us through. Some of us say, I don't want to deal with it anymore, God. I, I, I can't deal with church. I can't deal with my family. I can't deal with this. And God said, I'm taking you through this so that you can be better. And I've got something bigger for you on this other end. But you had to go through this. You had to first become an employee before I can make you CEO. But some of us want the CEO life. And God saying, but I had to put you in the mail room first. God is saying, let me take you through the process. Obama didn't become president just because he just ran. He had to start the process, then he became there. He had to marry the right woman, part of the process. He had to find the right job, part of the process. The right degree, part of the process. He even had to go through where his daddy wasn't there. That was a part of his process. You're going to have to go through a process. We reject the process so much, and God's saying, I've done the process method with everybody, including my son. you got to go through the process. And so, where are you? Some will say, I'm at much fruit. If you have much fruit, God bless. I need you to now reproduce in other people's lives. I need you to help mentor other people. I need you to help sharpen iron with other folks. If you have the much fruit. Amen?